It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network that focuses exclusively on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. Thanks again for joining me on this Friday edition of the podcast. Got a lot to cover in today's show. Big wins for the men's and women's basketball teams at BYU last night, albeit for different reasons. We'll discuss that here in this first segment, as well as getting you ready for a men's basketball showdown as they face San Francisco tomorrow night. A big clash up there on the hill in San Francisco against the Dons. We'll talk about that. Second segment of the show, we'll update you on some former Cougars and the pros, both guys in the NFL and the NBA. Got some updates for you. And then in the final segment, we'll get you ready for a weekend full of BYU sports with all of the teams that are in action and where you can catch them this weekend, whether it be at home, on the road, streaming, online, or on TV, etc. So we'll have all that for you covered on today's edition of the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 18th, 2019. BYU basketball, the men's team goes to Pepperdine and picks up a big win, but the women's team got a win that overshadows what the men's team did, at least in my opinion. The women's team had been undefeated in West Coast Conference play. They were 6-0 entering the game against number 13 Gonzaga at the Marriott Center. And I'm not going to lie, I thought that it would be a tough game. I thought BYU would hang tough, but they would ultimately fall because Gonzaga's got the plaudits, the top 15 ranked team. But what does BYU do. They get out with a 70-68 to win. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. Cool to see a player like Caitlin Aldredge come in and contribute in a big way as they closed out that game. Of course, Caitlin is a former standout for the BYU women's softball team. Had one final semester of eligibility or one year of eligibility remaining. Decided to hop over to the hardwoods and play basketball. She played phenomenal defense on that final possession for Gonzaga when they were looking to tie or win the game. And BYU escaped 70 to 68 win. Now 7 and 0 in West Coast Conference play. This women's basketball team continues to get it done. So I got to tip my cap to Jeff Judkins and his team. Normally, we're not going to go with the women's basketball in one of the early segments here on this podcast, but after that win, this women's basketball team is very much deserving of the attention uh, that, they're, that they're getting and they should get. I told you guys yesterday on the podcast I felt like if they won this game, the women's basketball team at BYU should be in talks for a national ranking and they got the win so we'll see what happens when it comes to the national rankings early next week when they debut but hopefully BYU continues this run it's going to be it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because that was their toughest opponent in the conference. Gonzaga on the women's side of things is similar to Gonzaga on the men's side of things. They're, they they are the best team in the conference. So when you beat them, 
you're looking at the rest of your th- rest of what you have set up, and you're like, well, we can handle this. So BYU tomorrow hosts Portland at the Marriott Center games at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be broadcast live on BYU TV. You can get tickets by going to BYUtickets.com if you so desire. I'd encourage you guys to go out and watch this team. They just continue to get results, and you can't ask for anything more than that. So congratulations once again to Jeff Judkins and his team. Now, Shifting over to the uh, to the men's side of things, not the offensive, the men's side of things. Uh, men went on the road at Pepperdine, got their second win in as many years at Firestone Fieldhouse after they had lost four straight um, there in Malibu. Walk away with an 87-76 win. And the story of this game is going to be TJ Haas. Career-high 34 points, doing his best James Harden impression. And I know a lot of you who are listening to this probably aren't Houston Rockets fans, but when you see TJ Haas, go to the line for 22 free throws in a college game you can't help but think okay yeah we have the James Harden effect going on here but hats off to TJ Haas he knocked down 18 of his 22 attempts from the charity stripe like I just mentioned a 34 34 point night which is his career high he added eight assists seven rebounds and two steals so just an absolute dominant starring performance for TJ Haas and congratulations to him I was also very impressed with what Yoli Childs showed is kind of the secondary player in this game. 20 points of his own, five defensive rebounds, added a steal and one block as well. But then the breakout star of the night, uh, Jay Drew earlier in the week had been asking Dave Rose, and I think most of us have been asking, where's the third player? Where's the kind of the third star for BYU going to come from? Well, last night it was in the form of freshman Gavin Baxter. And if you guys have listened to this podcast late last, well, late last year during the fall season of football, we were previewing the basketball season. I talked a lot about. It. I was very geeked about what Gavin Baxter could offer. A six foot nine forward with a seven foot two wingspan, ability to jump out of the gym. And I'd been expecting him to break out for the Cougars. Well, he did it last night. Went 5 of 5 from the field. A career-high 13 points. Pulled down 6 rebounds. Also tallied 3 blocks. Had some high-flying alley-oop dunks. This was the type of performance I've been expecting from Gavin Baxter. We had a chance to speak to him earlier this week. And you could tell he's been a little bit frustrated with his um, results on the court. But it was good to see him rewarded for his perseverance with that breakout performance. Here's hoping that it continues going forward we'll see um, if it does there's, a, there's so many different variables that go into that but the good news was I think he got some self belief in himself now after that performance and the win overall for the team BYU is now 4-1 and one in West Coast Conference play they're 12-8 and eight on the season so they started off West Coast Conference play in good fashion they lost a game at St. Mary's that you wish they would have competed a little bit better they were blown off the floor there but their other four games so far they've taken care of business and that's all you can ask for when it comes to BYU um, I talked about right as conference season was beginning I wondered if BYU would be able to get to 20 wins this year well I think right now the way it's looking for BYU I think they're trending in the right direction and I do think that 20 win threshold should be something that BYU can achieve to keep Dave Rose's streak of 20 win teams alive he's never had a sub 20 win team in his entire tenure at BYU and the the way it looks, at least right now, I don't think BYU is going to do going to be below that. Uh, they could probably just get 220, uh, but it's going to be. I'm um, important for the Cougars to remain focused because this is a team 
that failed a lot of things early on this season. So now they're trying to pick up the pieces, get things righted, and they've still got plenty of work to do. And that that brings us to the game tomorrow night. They face off against the San Francisco Dons, who are 15 and three on the year. They're three and one in West Coast Conference play. One of the surprise breakout teams this season in the West Coast Conference. But this is a good team, and they have one of the best names in college basketball, the conference at the very minimum, but probably all of college basketball, in point guard Frankie Ferrari. I love that name. I remember hearing his name early this season. I'm like, you can't be serious. That cannot be his name. Oh, it is. It's Frankie Ferrari. He is averaging 13.4 points per game, also averaging 5.4 assists. So he kind of runs the things for San Francisco. Their leading scorer is Charles Minland. Um, he is averaging 15.2 points per game. And then Jordan Retinho, a name that BYU fans I think will be decently familiar with if they've watched West Coast Conference play, is their only other player for San Francisco, averaging double digits with 10.2 points per game. And this is going to be a showdown. BYU has an opportunity opportunity to here to kind of reassert themselves as one of the elite uh, teams in the West Coast Conference if they can knock off San Francisco but the Dons are going to be very motivated here they're 15 and 3 like I said they've got aspirations of making the West Coast Conference tournament as a high seed maybe making the NCAA tournament if they can make a good enough run Um, they have legitimate aspirations to be the second best team in the conference this year and they're not unfounded they've been a good team all year long to this point as evidenced by their record but they got some good players and they've ground out some impressive results so it's going to be important for BYU tomorrow it's a nine o'clock mountain time game once again uh game's going to be televised on NBC Bay Area so hopefully you guys have an expanded uh sports package and can catch this I do not so I'll be watching it on the live stream on the w.tv which I don't mind I think the w.tv actually does a pretty good job in terms of having streams of games available to fans but this is going to be a tough tough game because the only losses that San Francisco have had there's one to number 21 Buffalo by just four points Frankie Ferrari went for 19 and six in that game uh, then they then they had a little bit of a stunner losing to UC Santa Barbara on the road by two points uh, Charles Minlin led them with 19 points in that game and then they also lost against Gonzaga and this is their biggest loss in terms of margin this year at 96 to 83 but Frankie Ferrari once again 21 and four in this game So this is a team that's been battle tested. They've won a lot of games this year. The two, um, ranked opponents they've went up against they've battled hard Uh, Gonzaga that game I know the margin of victory was 13 points but that was a much closer game than the final score indicated with about I think like was it four minutes to go and then Gonzaga went on a run so BYU's in for a battle tomorrow. 9 o'clock Mountain Time, like I said, NBC Bay Area, or you can catch it streaming at the W.TV. Kind of surprised BYU TV wasn't able to work out a deal to televise this game, but maybe NBC was being less than cooperative and wants to own the rights themselves, which I can understand. You want to control the money if you possibly can, and that's just how it goes. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on what's going on with BYU, their win over Pepperdine, also the women's team, a 
big win over number 13 Gonzaga. Once again, congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his squad. A big time win there. And then of course BYU getting the win on the road at Pepperdine and now headed to take on San Francisco. The women's team taking on Portland. So fun weekend ahead. You can go out and watch the women's team tomorrow afternoon if you're bored with nothing to do with the weather being less than spectacular. I know the weather's supposed to clear up hopefully tomorrow but still an opportunity to go watch the women's team and then you can stay up late and enjoy the men's team against San Francisco. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, talk some more hoops, also some football, former Cougars and the pros, a big weekend ahead for guys in the NFL, as well as we'll update you on former BYU basketball players who are playing literally around the world. We'll get you an update on those guys next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. A reminder for you guys that have smart speakers in your homes, uh, whether you got one for Christmas or you've just kind of gone the smart home route, you can tell it to play this podcast. You don't have to do any work yourself, essentially. You just got to use your voice and tell it all you have to do is say, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. All right, talking about some former Cougars in the pros. Let's start off on the basketball end. We just talked basketball, but I wanted to talk to you about some former basketball players and some of their performances. Uh, Jay Yeomans used to be working for the Deseret News, desnews.com. He's kind of done his own thing recently and he's he's started doing updates on BYU Cougars, like former BYU basketball players in particular and their performances as they kind of span the globe. There are guys all over the place. In China, of course, the Jimmer Fredette. You've got Kyle Collinsworth playing up there in Canada with the Raptors G League affiliate. You've got guys all over Europe, Eric Mika and the like. And I didn't know this existed until just recently, so thank you to Jay for compiling this. I know it's not easy to track all this, but he does a bang-up job doing it. You can go to jmoneysports.com and check this out. I would encourage you to do that. I'll also link this in the show notes for you guys. You can check it out. But let's start off with Kyle Collinsworth. Had one of his best games as a pro as the Raptors 905 knocked off the Greensboro Swarm 119-117. to uh, Collinsworth finished with 20 points on an 8-13 of 13 shooting night. Went 1-2 of two from 3-point land. 3 of 4 from the foul line. He also added a game-best 9 assists, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals in 41 minutes of play. Man, a near triple-double, and hats off to Kyle Collinsworth. The guy got his opportunity to break into the NBA and played well for the Mavericks before uh, being waived in the offseason, signed up with the Raptors. I'm hoping he gets an opportunity to jump up with Toronto. They're one of the best teams in the NBA, so I'm not sure necessarily if they're going to have a roster spot for him, but it's good to see him showing well. Uh, uh, Jimmer Fredette, of course, playing for the Shanghai Sharks over there in the Chinese Basketball Association. He did not play, though, in their most recent game due to technical foul accumulation. Jimmer Fredette and technical fouls? Who would have thought? But they got smoked 128-102 to by the Tianjin Gold Lions. 
Uh, Luis Scola, the other um, foreign import for the Sharks, led Shanghai with 30 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, the Sharks are struggling this year, 15 and 17 overall in the season. I know Jimmer had a standout showing at the Chinese Basketball Association All Star game, but his team as a whole having some issues. And then one final note for you Eric Mika uh, playing his second game with his new squad in Germany. He is now playing for Medi Beirut. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, they they beat Vich. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. They lost. Excuse me. They lost to Virtus Bologna, 93 to 83. He played limited minutes in the loss, but in, he had 13 points on four of seven shooting. Um, added four rebounds, three of them offensive rebounds, an assist, and a block. And just 11 minutes, just over 11 minutes of action. So, once again, thanks to Jay Yeomans for putting this stuff together. I'll also link this in the in the show notes. You guys can go read this up for yourself. He's also got updates on Jordan Chapman and Jake Toulson, who are still playing collegiately and he does a good job he tracks all the players for BYU whenever they play some of them weren't playing when he did his latest post but you can go to jmoneysports.com and check it out he does a great job Jay is a good writer and I think it's worth checking out his work and I wanted to give him a shout out because I finally stumbled upon this and I'm glad I did all right and then let's switch over to the NFL side of things it is conference championship week of course the AFC and the NFC championships uh, tomorrow things will kick off with the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Of course, the newly minted Mormon Missile Taysom Hill is now playing for the New Orleans Saints and figures to be a key cog in the game tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be talked about plenty as soon as he makes his debut on the field whenever it is. The announcers can't seem to get enough of him. I know that the coaching staff talks him up all the time to those to the announcers that come in and kind of get their pregame thoughts and hopefully he's able to have a good showing. He had his first touchdown pass in the postseason called back due to penalty last week. Might we see another big play like that or the fake punt that he converted to get New Orleans on track last week? We'll see. You never know what's going to happen with Taysom Hill when it comes to New Orleans Saints. That's at 105 Mountain Time on Fox. The the second game, the AFC Championship game, features, features the New England Patriots, of course, with Kyle Van Noy heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs with Andy Reid, the head coach, the former BYU lineman and coach, and also Daniel Sorensen, one of the starting safeties for the Chiefs going to be a great game. I think this game is going to be the better of the two. That's just my opinion. I am picking the New Orleans Saints to advance from the NFC and I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs to upend the New England Patriots and make it a New Orleans-Kansas City Super Bowl. Be exciting times. I'm excited to see what happens. Have some fresh blood I'm in the Super Bowl. The Saints haven't been there in a while and of course the Chiefs just had a tortured history since they won their lone Super Bowl title back in the 60s. So uh, it would be cool to see that happen. We'll see what happens, but best of luck to all the former players, BYU-wise, in this game as well as the rest of them. I'm excited for the NFL playoffs. I love football in general, and I love just the NFL playoffs and the championship games. These conference championship games usually are very good games, and then you get the two weeks off until the Super Bowl with the Pro Bowl um, filling in next Sunday. We'll update you on any guys who are injury replacements. If BYU guys do make the Pro Bowl, we'll have updates for 
for you next week. Um, of course, also guys trying to make the NFL, you may want to keep an eye on Sione Taki Taki, of course, the linebacker from BYU. I don't know why this came out as an official announcement yesterday because I was under the impression he had been spending all week um, down there in St. Petersburg, Florida as part of the East-West Shrine game, but an official announcement came from the East-West Shrine game's Twitter feed saying that BYU senior linebacker Sione Taki Taki would play in the game, which is scheduled for 1 o'clock Mountain Time and will be broadcast on the NFL Network. So I don't know if he was down there maybe just as a practice player, which I'd never heard of, or if it was just something that they forgot to announce. But Sione Taki Taki has been drawing great reviews from scouts in attendance. Multiple guys I've seen have tweeted out links to him. He's been reported to have met with the Denver Broncos. So here's hoping that Sione makes good on his lifelong dream. He was a great player at BYU, a great story of a guy who kind of overcame some some decently long odds to have the career he had. Six foot two, 230 pounds, now chiseled. Just a great player. He's played three different positions in his career at BYU, outside and middle linebacker, as well as defensive end. I figure he factors in as a middle linebacker at the next level, and we'll see how he plays. You can check that out once again tomorrow, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on NFL Network and the East-West Shrine Game Radio Network, which I don't know what the affiliates are, if there are any locally, but I would just encourage you to go to NFL Network and you can watch Sione in this game. Of course, Austin Hoyt had previously been expected to play in this game, but he has decided I'm moving on from football. So best of luck to Sione Takitaki as he represents BYU, and hopefully he has a great showing. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back. Final segment of the podcast for this week. Get you updated on the weekend ahead for all the sports teams around BYU, where you can find them in action. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Cougars. We are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And of course, we talk a lot of BYU football and basketball, but that doesn't mean we ignore the other sports at BYU. In fact, we want to keep you guys updated on where you can catch the other Cougar sports teams in action. We'll start off with the newly ranked number six team in the country, BYU women's gymnastics team. Incredible to see them ranked number six in the country. I know they're ranked in the, I think, believe in the 20s, 24, if I'm not mistaken, in the preseason. But to see them jump all the way into the top 10 was cool to see. They had a great showing against Utah despite their loss in their season opener. They'll face their other in-state foe, Utah State, which also is their first mountain rim gymnastics competition tonight in Logan at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go to usuaggies.com slash watch if you want to watch the meet online the stream up there if you're not able to go up to Logan to watch it so congratulations to Guard Young's team hopefully they can have a good showing tonight maybe pick up a win and remain in that top 10 ranking nationally it'd be cool to see them 
capitalize on the pub they have gotten early on this season. Other teams in action include the men's and women's track and fields team. They are across the Rockies, the US, United States Air Force Academy, participating in the Air Force Team Challenge. So best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams. I believe that competition goes both today and tomorrow, speaking of Friday and Saturday. Women's tennis is going to be in action. They're in action this morning, taking on Weber State up there in Ogden at the Ogden Racquet Club. Best of luck to the women's tennis team. Uh, the men's volleyball team will be in action tonight. They have a big-time showdown with Big Ten Power in Penn State in University Park, Pennsylvania at Rec Hall. A uh, game is scheduled for 5 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go to Lion Vision. There's a link on the BYU Cougars homepage. You can watch the live stream of it and also get live stats. Best of luck to Coach Olmstead and his guys as they look to make it 3-0 and on the season. They will follow that up with a game on the road in in Loretto, Pennsylvania tomorrow against St. Francis. That one's scheduled also for 5 o'clock Mountain Time. And there's also a link for the NEC live stream that you can catch that match tomorrow night as well. All right, and then tomorrow's action, men's tennis in action in Orlando, Florida, the USTA National Campus event. They're facing number 61 Florida Atlantic. Uh, Men's tennis came off a big win over in-state rival Utah last week. Again, they were also ranked number 46, I believe, at the time. So best of luck as the men's team looks to take down another ranked team in number 61 Florida Atlantic. I mentioned men's basketball in action tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. You can catch that on NBC Bay Area or the W.TV. And then also the women's basketball team at home at the Marriott Center. 2 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV or you can go out to the game. Get your tickets at BYUtickets.com. All right, so there you go. Hopefully, I have not bored you to death with that schedule, but there's a lot going on. Of course, the men's tennis team is going to have an early match on Monday. I probably should mention as well. They're part of the still part of that USTA National Campus event in Orlando, Florida. They'll be facing number 66 UNC Wilmington. That'll be at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. You can go to the men's tennis page on BYUCougars.com for updates on that match. That's an early one on Monday in case we don't get to it on Monday's podcast. So there you go. Big weekend ahead. A lot going on. AFC-NFC championship games. The men's and women's, uh, BYU men's and women's basketball teams in action with big games this weekend and then a lot of teams also looking to kind of establish themselves in the early goings of their season we're not too far away from the starting up of baseball and softball season so it is a fun time to be a BYU fan and I thank you guys for joining me each day here on the Locked On Cougars podcast doing my absolute best to keep you updated on everything when it comes to BYU sports I thank you guys for your continued patronage of the show please subscribe rate and review view it if you don't mind on the various podcatchers you may use to listen to it give us that five star review if you don't mind it's as good as it's weight in gold in terms of the podcast realm and I really appreciate you guys doing that and a reminder you can catch this podcast with your smart speaker it makes it real easy to listen to all you have to do is tell it play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have this right there for you every time thanks again for joining me on this Friday edition of the show hopefully you guys all have a great weekend we will catch you Monday, catching up on everything that happens this weekend in BYU sports. And best of luck to all the BYU sports teams this weekend as they're in action. So we'll catch you Monday. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 18th, 2019.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.